0: hello and welcome to the scottish football show an international special for you listeners out there as we prepare to lock horns with our old enemy england but that's just a friendly isn't it Forget about those farmers down there anyway because we're on the cusp of something special under Steve Clark. And joining me to bask in the Stevie sunshine are two Tartan Army foot soldiers It's TNT Sports, Laura Brannan and co-host of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, John Bleasdale How are we troops?
1: Hello, hello, hello It's such a good time to be a Scotland fan
0: (laughs) Certainly is John, how are you feeling right now?
2: Yeah, it's still a bit surreal that we're in, in this um, age of Scotland that are not just good, but exceptionally good right now. And we'll it continue. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into how exceptionally
0: good they were because even though it was Cyprus, what a performance. What a performance it was. Um, we're going to go straight into some of our funnies, Laura. And can you... What's the latest with Hamilton? Because last podcast we talked about their their duplicate or their... I don't know, what would you, what would you call it? They've just got two... Twitter, um, Twitter people, two Twitter accounts posting the same thing. Uh more of that?
1: Exactly that. The more it was exactly Exactly the more that. Of that. Like, they we're... they've got uh, just a wee recap, obviously we were talking about last week. They've got two Twitter accounts now, one which was the one we've been using for the last ten years, um, which is run by somebody who's been involved behind the scenes at the club for a while. Um, but the club decided to take control of their own Twitter account and had to start a new one called The Yakis. FC. <laughs> Which is funny in itself, funny in itself. Um, but the thing is, the red the old one can't seem to let go. So everything one posts the other one posts exactly the same. Oh. And they were they were away to call rain yesterday in the challenge cup and their flight got delayed and it was just all the same updates. But the thing is, when you follow both accounts on Twitter, they were coming through at the same time, the tweets. So your feed was just reading double tweets. From Aki's just saying that's title, mad.
0: It. So they're they're actually literally posting the exact exact same thing, but it's two different people doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, who's so posting be, first? Then I wonder. I, I, someone I must
0: be copying and pasting it and grabbing it off I'd of someone. I've
1: noticed. I've noticed the old one has been posting first, and I'm wondering if that person has the control over the new account or not, or where the politics lie. I don't know, but somebody needs to just let go. Let it go, get over it. It's just oh, looking man. a wee
0: bit unprofessional now. I, I did see some of the videos of the Hamilton fans travelling uh, over at Colorain. It was really good actually to see, quite good fun. It looked like uh, one of the best away support stands because I've seen them bring like
2: twenty fans to and stuff like that. And yeah, going over to Northern Ireland is a bit. It's a bit of a day, a bit of a, a trip for Hamilton. So uh, good on them for taking whatever it was. I think it was a couple like hundred. That's
0: pretty good for them. Maybe, yeah, so. pretty good. It's a good laugh. Now, this uh, Daily Record headline, Laura, uh, had a few Scotland fans going like, eh, what? Possibly the fair kind of description of this headline would be the most clickbait headline um, around <laughs> over the weekend. But it was, uh, do you want to give us a little rundown of it, Laura?
1: Yeah, so the other day, um, Scotland squad, um, two boys dropped out. Uh, Elliot Anderson, Liam Kelly both dropped out um, We. We've been told it's through injury. We've not really heard anything else, to be honest. The daily record, played it up a wee bit. So the the headline was, Elliot Anderson quits Scotland camp to leave international future up in the air with England circling. Which, I think, going by the replies and the the chat on Twitter, was (laughs) just, what what are you playing at, guys? The boy's injured. (laughs) Give him a break.
0: (laughs) It's funny, though, because what normally happens is it's people sometimes forget that they go for, like, the actual writer of the article and they have no, like, kind of say in the, the headlines at all. It's always someone else, like the editor, will do the headlines who are completely separate to the article. And you just hope that they've maybe read the article. <laughs> So they can go, but they just exactly—it's exactly what a headline is. It's there to grab attention. It's just grabbed the wrong type of a, because you can't—you can't really say that of Scotland players now. We don't have players dropping out last minute for supposed injuries, and I don't even think this guy is on the—he's on the radar of England, but not of the first team.
1: The thing is, it's—it's it's typical of like digital newspaper desks these days they just chase numbers they just want the clicks that's what drives them and that's what's successful to them um it's kind of depressing and they don't really care what their kind of how it looks to other people or their their reputation it's just if we get the numbers then we're doing well and they lure people in and then to be honest we're all falling for it because we're all talking about it and we're, we're, we're all promoting them. It. <laughs> we're promoting it even in this conversation right now so whoever wrote it has actually done his job <laughs> successfully in his eyes, john. and in probably his editor's <laughs> eyes, but it's just very frustrating that's the world we live in right now D-
0: did you did you click it john i i clicked I clicked it,
2: but I knew, <gasps> I knew it was i knew that it was just um a lot of rubbish. I just wanted to see what we' done there and to show people look at the actual article and <laughs> you know yeah. i I knew from who the sources were that this was going to be um I'm, try, I'm trying not One to... One of them. Um, yeah. One I, of try them. I'm trying to be diplomat, diplomatic about this bit. Between that and the Herald article this week, um, having a go at our strikers, you know, is the support for a national team when they're doing well? I mean, yes, I get that we, we maybe don't have world-class strikers, but it's a better calibre player than um, what we've had in previous years. And to you know, give me a London Dykes over Chris Martin any day of the week, for example.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the whole the whole idea of like, creating an opposing argument to try and um, drum up debate it's, just, it's not it's not in Scotland's appetite right now like we're so exactly. positive it's just yeah. it's just an utterly useless tool to try and navigate through it's something that's such a, a a steam train of Stevie Clark's positivity
1: <laughs> the actual article was arguing is actually quite fair Uh, when you actually Mm. break it down there's not really a problem with that side of things it's all about timing nobody wants that right now and that's the thing we're coming on here today and everything we're going to talk about it's all positive it's all happy (laughs) and that's such a change to what we're used to doing in the past and and nobody's like we've all done it we've done it for 20 years we're over Mm. that now can we just focus on actually enjoying this and and stop over analyzing it the night before a game it was just very very poor timing
0: yeah Maybe, um,
2: maybe, to, maybe to flap it, what he's looking for is like, let's just get this World Cup stri- striker
0: and then we'll go win the Euros. That's all he's after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, listen, do you guys like farts? I know you don't fart, Laura, because women don't fart, but do you guys like farts? Always. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know strange if I'm the se- right or wrong answer for that one, but strange, strange segue. <laughs> but I think, I think Neil Lennon has to come out officially spokesperson or something because did we see the 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 clip doing the rounds of uh plz soccer isn't it uh neil lenning giving his uh well description on something and then he seems to pause and go and then a wee <laughs> sound of a fart pops out um is it real i don't isn't know like
1: i like how alison's sitting next to him just completely oblivious
0: <laughs> Well, that, if it's real, you know. I mean the microphone will always be on, you know, near the collar or something like that. So it be am- I'm amazed that it's picked it up to be honest, because if it did, that would have been a loud fart and Alison <laughs> would have noticed it. I I didn't, <laughs> I didn't I didn't um I didn't hear it, but maybe it's one of those silent but violent ones. God knows. Oh, I, I hope not. But listen, this is why I think I I don't think it's real, but I I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> laura any more funnies
1: did you watch the scottish masters on saturday night
0: no yes i, I oh didn't my see God. all of it
1: the, i did not know this was actually happening i missed all the kind of build up to this until basically on saturday night uh just as it was starting i am now at the age where i'm absolutely buzzing off this <laughs> because it's all the former players that i grew up watching and i, I recognize all the names i'm now at that age where i'm like i remember you i remember you and you were fit and skinny and healthy looking and you've got three bare bellies um, <laughs> but what was actually very amusing and kind of pathetic at the same time was the floor the flooring just kept yeah. coming up so they're on um they're in Bray Head where the, the ice hockey is and they've obviously put like flooring down over the ice and then put a carpet over it well I don't know how yeah. a carpet they play football on it but it didn't stick properly. It hadn't set. So every time they went over the, the, the crease, the kind the of connection, the carpet just came up. Yeah, so they are was... running about just pulling the carpet up and it just looked at it. They had guys running on the tape, like <laughs> stopping the game to tape <laughs> it up again.
0: <laughs> Scotch tape, of course. i mean my god um it was proper slapstick it just looked a little bit like the thing is though like it was a really cool event like they do the former footballers do this all the time and they actually get paid really well for it to go abroad and and play in these kind of like masters tournaments and whatnot so it was kind of kind of cool to like see it being properly televised and whatnot but that was that's a stinker for the promoters that like they've got to do it a bit more professionally like just stick a Stick an astroturf down, it's all right, especially, <laughs> especially when
2: you're charging £28.50. Um, yeah, Arsitia, you know, which I thought was pretty steep to I mean, our tickets for Hamden and Tuesday are cheaper than that, oh. so good <laughs> you, went, getting man. Man, yeah, running, you're so, right? So, um, but I no, I'm I obviously did not get a chance to see just with um, modern day life that I lead just now, but um, <laughs> I'm glad it went, I'm glad it went well, and um, apart from that, but i will never be the tenant sixes for me. That's me showing my age. The
0: tenant sixes? What's that?
1: Oh, don't it yeah, so venue you say that, Andrew.
0: Oh no, <laughs> sorry, no. when was this? So the tenant sixes was a competition that ran from
2: the mid eighties to nineteen ninety-three. All right. Um, good. So and it I was wasn't and really... it was actual Yeah. <laughs> and it was was it was that Masters? It was was that actual teams that played? Like, um, there was a mixture of first team and reserve team players and but the defending champions of it are part of Thistle. They won the last event um in 1983. It was always played at the the um back in the day. I think it was at Kelvin Hall before that. I can't remember. But I remember the um the SCC event. It was always televised in Scotsport. Um, But yeah, it was <laughs> wow. pretty cool. So, yeah.
0: tennis sexies. <laughs> if you remember that, get in touch. Tell me who your favourite players were. I'd like to know that. Because <laughs> I won't know any of them, probably. On to some news, guys, and um, an awesome story in the end, but pretty, one of these annoying things where you see politics and football mixing together in such a negative way, where the people who actually enjoy the sport see no reason for for the government to be getting involved. So did we all see, this actually came out, it was uh, Derek Watson on Twitter Posting up a, a a press release from a uh, from the government, wasn't it? And uh, basically saying to govern and to control um, traveling Scottish football fans and making them do some like mad like box ticking stuff to make sure that it's safe and and legal. And it just didn't make any. Like, I'm trying to think of like what the positives were and there was none. But fortunately the whole Scottish football community came out and totally lambasted it. And what was better to see was that the clubs came out and also agreed with their fans and the whole decision got turned around. Laura, you're a huge, massive kind of advocate of fan experiences. Why do the government just keep getting involved in this and trying to like make Scottish football fans and it's specifically football fans? It's well, not any other sport. It's so it's, frustrating that they just look at us and think that we are bad people.
1: Yeah, this is the thing. It originally actually said sporting events. And this was... So the the, the rules were on supporter buses going to games. And it was listing different things the supporter buses could not couldn't do. So it was things like um, buses couldn't stop anywhere within 10 miles of the ground. They couldn't stop at a pub for a beer unless they had a substantial meal, to mm. go alongside it the um it was th- so it was different stipulations that it's all ridiculous um really kind of impacted things like uh, local businesses as well for supporters to go along to to nearby pubs before games it's quite a, obviously a tradition um but <laughs> the fact that this document that came out said it was to um treat supporter buses for sporting events but when somebody did a search function on it and checked for rugby and it had zero mentions and it had thirty-five mentions for football. So let's not be about the bush here. This was not about other sports. This is just football fans getting targeted yet again, which mm-hmm. is just a constant problem within Scotland. So absolutely good on Derek for for raising it first and foremost. Um and then how quickly it all could have turned around. So I think it was only a couple of days later we had the SPFL and SFA did a joint statement to say, and obviously SBFL covers all the, 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 the clubs as well, to say, no, we're not for this. We're, we're absolutely going to fight this with mm-hmm. individual clubs as well come out and say it, even though they didn't have to because they were all under that bracket. Um, so, yeah, we had people speaking up and supporting this. And eventually there was a statement that came out saying um, this just isn't realistic. It's not meeting the standards that we were. Um, i think it was the police that put it out yeah uh, the traffic commissioner yeah. put out the statement just saying this is dead we're not we're just this is all the, the usual government um t- terminology of it's on hold just now which just means it ain't happening so yeah. such a quick turnaround <laughs> well done it was really a case of scottish football won the government nil
0: i <laughs> love it john why do the government keep getting involved in stuff like this
2: it's it's infuriating, you know. It's this is a, it's not it's not even just up here. You've also got a situation down south where after the Heysel um, disaster, because I was reading a book about this, and um, Thatcher um, decided um, to recommend to you ban every English club because she had this hooliganism um, element and decided to just ban everyone for um, what happened at Heysel instead of just the one club that was involved. Um, and up here, obviously, well, for, I mean, for that silly. Um, Football offensive behaviour football act, um, from twenty eleven, which ar- arose from um, some that happened on the pitch in the Scottish Cup between in Celtic and Rangers, mm-hmm. um, and because of that they tried to um, someone who assaulted Neil Lennon got away with it because they couldn't prove that it was um, sectarian motivated. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy the the, the whole thing, um, and I'm glad that people have actually stood up to be um, to say the government just. Leave it alone with this one. I mean, there's one or two things that obviously wish that they wouldn't get involved involved with at all. And, um, yeah, hopefully um, they'll start listening to fans and say, right, let's actually maybe tweak a few things because yeah. maybe being a wee bit too hard, but don't hold your breath.
0: Yeah, I know. No, I'm super proud of the Scottish football community. That's one of the best things that we have in this country is that we love our football and we protect it ourselves. Absolute class. Uh, we should also just uh, point out that Stephen Naismith is now officially charge of Hearts. Everyone, it was the greatest, uh, greatest secret of all time. So shocked at that! <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Brand new it?
1: information.
0: Uh, but it turns out they like they lied. Actually, they lied to us all. Um, you know, technical technical director, my arse. He was the manager yeah. this whole time, hiding yeah. behind Frank McAvennie. not tell you, <laughs> <laughs> it was such a um, they weren't exactly
2: the most subtle about it, you know. They basically came <laughs> in and said, We are doing this because Stephen Naismith Smith doesn't have the right coaching badges to manage in the conference league. So it's always going to be a case as soon as hearts get knocked out of Europe <laughs> that this change was going to happen. And I mean their Sky Sports interview at the start of the season where they're trying to say, Well, Frank Ackman I, I picked the team and all it was just cringe where like, just, just stop lying, just be honest. Just um I don't I mean, personally I don't know why Hearts have went with Stephen Naismith as manager because I think he's far too inexperienced especially without the coaching badges but that's a personal issue but now that it's sorted we'll wait and see and what, what's going to happen though because if uh, Hearts qualify for Europe and he still doesn't have his badges he's failed his UEFA badges do they go back to the same way for another Maybe. couple of months till they're knocked out again
0: it's a really good point because I don't know, I actually don't know the situation with his coaching badges or how far away he would be, but I imagine it's quite far. So, yeah. I heard it two years. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Two I years. It, right, shall we get on to talk about Scotland? Because that's what really matters. Yes, please. Yes. Absolutely. Scotland's 100% record continues in this Euro 2024 qualifying. We absolutely destroyed Cyprus uh, in Larnaca. It was delicious. Uh, Three goals. Ryan Porteous got the second. Why did I start with him? Scott McTominay opened it uh, because he's an absolute goal machine. And John McGinn. Do you know the one thing that struck me about this performance was it's always one of those games where we go into this no matter what stage we've been under the last twenty years, we should always be beating Cyprus, right? But this is always the type of game where we maybe struggle to a one 0 win, or maybe a two one or something like that. Where like they take the lead. this was the most assured performance under a like tricky setting. I don't know we're all kind of like you know just enjoying the wave at the moment, but I just couldn't believe how comfortable this was, John. It was like a. It was as if we were there for business and we did our business yeah. all over yeah, them. But aye. <laughs> I mean, we got the business done in that first half hour.
2: Um, you know, we were so composed. I mean, apart from a five-minute spell where they had a shot that was just way, which Angus Gunn had covered anyway, mm-hmm. um, I think we were in total control of that game. It was nice going into this. Year. I'd heard a lot of people say, I still have a fear about this game because of things that passed. I thought, mm, no, I had absolutely oh, I, zero fear about I, I, I this fear. for the first time I, in the 80s. No, I didn't. But, I, I mean, I, I'm usually in that camp of... Oh, God, I think it's usually. just I'm
1: so ingrained. I think I texted you, <laughs> Andrew, before the game going, I've got the fear. And it's just, yeah. it's so ingrained in you that it, I don't I don't know if that'll ever go away. It's that was, And I think I said it in the podcast last week as well. I was like, ah, oh, Stuffy one 0 win," because it's just these games in the heat against the, the smaller teams in the group. I just... <laughs> I have more confidence going in against Spain at home than I do the likes of Cyprus away, i I, Wait, I don't think what, I'll ever shift
0: that. Does that Does that performance then give you the confidence that we are now a team yeah. going up against t- other you know, smaller nations that aren't uh, don't have the play- well, teams that we should beat? We are, we are mm-hmm. going to beat them now. Like there's the, the we are so focused in our own heads, Steve Clark. Uh, and his coaching staff have got all the players. I think it was John Carver said before the game. He's never um, coached a team who have been so focused before. Like all the players are just they're so determined to qualify. Especially now the situation that we're in, uh, Laura. Like you, you can't be. Are you still nervous? Is, is it still the case that you think we could maybe still? Screw this up I still I'm not booking anything
1: yet Because I need uh, to get it Really? I, 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 I need to get it over the line I don't want to jinx it I, I don't want to do anything I, I don't know I I just feel like If I'm not going to be The same cautious Nervous Scarred hey. um, Tartan Army member I'm going to be this Overconfident Cocky Complacent Arrogant Scotland fan, and I, I I don't want to be like that because to me that's kind of what the England are like, and I feel like we are the kind of more diplomatic. (laughs) I don't know if anyone saw um, it was England's game against Ukraine on Saturday. Gareth Southgate's post-match interview. Now he got asked after the game, and I think the wording was, "Now you can't now qualify in this." window and this break and you now Mm. have to wait until october how frustrating is that
0: and i just thought see see that
1: language (laughs) can (laughs) you imagine if someone had asked steve clark that and (laughs) they said oh well you know you need to wait till october now like imagine his reaction to that it is that sort of arrogance of well we need to wait now and we're all sitting here going when are we gonna do it? When are we gonna get over the line? That like we're so excited for when the day finally comes that we're not thinking of oh damn happen. That, that,
0: that is a that is a good point though. Like the 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 whole um kind of mentality between Scotland fans and England fans are so different. There is an arrogance down down south. There is an arrogance of like we should be like always getting to the semifinals and or the final. And in fact, if we don't get to the final, it's a it's a total you know failure. And it, it's it's mad, isn't it? Because I, I love just being so happy. <laughs> you
1: know? yeah, because know. before England fans would always be like "Oh, come back to us when you qualify for a tournament," and I've seen it starting to creep in now, where the they instead now say, "Oh, come back to us when you get out of the group stages of a tournament." Mm. And it's like hey. I'm just enjoying this. Can we? We're not going to get down to like semantics. Yeah, I'm just enjoying this moment and being yeah. a bloody good team.
2: Do, do you know what's um, incredible? T- ten years, ten and a half years ago. Scotland were the first or one of the first teams to get knocked out World Cup qualifying from Europe because Mm -hmm. we'd got two points from six games. And now, if the result goes our way on Tuesday, I suspect it won't because having watched Georgia the other night, I have no confidence (laughs) in them. But if that ends up a draw, we are the first to qualify for
0: year 2024. Ten years, that is incredible. It is amazing, but you you also look at the squad of players that we have now and I I remember not too long ago we were kind of starting to talk about players who were, you know, moving and playing in the, the the English Premier League, just footballers that are now plying their trade in at the top top level, and you can even say that with players that are on the bench, like it's mad. But the, there's there's just that mentality that Steve Clark has absolutely engineered, because when you think about like Scott McTominay, he was someone that Steve Clark was putting in defence when he first started so that the the evolution of Clark's team is 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 incredible not just by the the structure but just of the camp there's just a we're such a focused team we're a determined team but we such a belief as well amongst our sides and leading us into the England game Laura and talking about their arrogance we're above them and you know we're 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 a group a uh, or a League yep. A team They're a League B team They got relegated <laughs> Exactly <laughs> so like... We're
1: above them in leagues We've got a 100% record And they don't I mean They're coming yeah. to play the Giants right now We're the best team in Europe <laughs> I mean literally Calm down. literally. No, hold Literally Hold on did you, did you not just <laughs> say You didn't like, want did to become
0: an arrogant <laughs> Kind of annoying Scotland fan You want to be oh, but, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> on.
1: but hold on We are literally The best team in Scotland it, it, We are literally the best team in Europe right now the, the, no, Look not. at the table
0: Portugal are Oh wait, did Portugal <laughs> win last night? Yeah, yeah. Portugal, yeah, Portugal. Won. Yeah.
1: God damn it. Okay, right. Scrap that. We are the second best team in Europe. No,
0: you we're can the... just this is I know you're not a, a a a person who loves stats, Laura, but you just you, you reframe the the, the point and say like we're joint we're the joint best team. We
1: are joint. I didn't realize, got, like, realize that Portugal sorry, I didn't realize Portugal had won on Saturday night. Okay, I <laughs> I take that back. Okay, but we are second God, you're best. You're so in arrogant, Europe. Laura. <laughs> See what you were trying to touch on with McTominay there. Uh, Can we just look at just how incredible his journey has been for Scotland? Mm -hmm. This is a boy who still can't even get into his club sides, can't even get into the squad (laughs) right now, which is just absolutely mental.
0: And their mints.
1: (laughs) Where we didn't really know where to play him. I I remember it being discussed where he got played obviously in central defence, he played kind of deep in midfield, and he was better. Scotland were better when he played in defence but he was better individually when time, he played yeah. in midfield mm-hmm. and it was that sort of balance of how do we get him to work for the team but how do we also get him to work for himself personally and see moving him forward now into an even more attacking role it feels like we've just absolutely clicked because he's now equal top goal scorer in the qualification campaign and you look at the table and you've got is like on equal goals with him You've got Ronaldo mm-hmm. below him in the table mm-hmm. This boy is just like Scotland's Braveheart right now He is scoring for fun
0: It's the emergence of other players that is uh, forcing Or not forcing, but allowing Clark to put players in the best positions So he already cured the, the Tierney-Robertson debate We've had the likes of Porteus come through to play centre-half which allows McTominay not to even be involved in the defensive equation. So it's all these all these little gears are shifting into the right place. And it must be so good for Clark to just, not just work on the background kind of stuff, but be able to pick a squad. And it's funny because when we talk about playing England, Southgate's getting absolutely bashed right now with playing players that aren't playing for their, their clubs. But we can rely on the players that aren't <laughs> playing for their clubs because they're actually playing better for their national team. Uh, it's just amazing I love it If
1: this is if this is Scott McTominay When he's not Match sharp Imagine yeah. what he's going to be like When he's playing On a regular basis If this is going to continue Over the season And he's not going to get picked For Man United He has to push to get out In January Because with the, the summer Looking ahead to the summer If he is on it In the summer Bloody hell
0: Yeah yeah Look for sure
2: that. I still don't get why Man United weren't prepared To sell him In the summer Um and I heard rumour someone put out a rumour that um I Ten Hag wants to freeze him out, we'll just sell them, you know, make your profit on him. I just don't I just don't get it. I think what sums up this the depth of the squad that we have, guys, is that we've got two guys from Serie A, one who can't get in this team, he can only get on the bench, another one in Josh Doyle who can't even get in the squad. Yeah. And these are guys in Serie A doing pretty well. Yeah. Ferguson has recently scored against Juventus, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. And he can't get in the Scotland team. That wouldn't have been heard of years
0: ago this kind of leads me on to um, the story that was coming through the last few days about harvey barnes uh the newcastle winger uh potentially changing his allegiance to to scotland we all know laura's thoughts on players who have played for england in the national setups <laughs> and then changing their allegiance she's not a fan this is a, this is even no, worse th- though well, uh, no, no, it's worse in your eyes. It's worse in your eyes, and in he's your He's played for the idea. England
1: first team. He uh, has in scored a friendly. two goals. It doesn't matter. He played for the first team. He has scored two goals against Scotland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm
2: sorry, but where do we draw the line here? Come on. See, see, be fair to in That one, if he's had a cap for England, regardless of whether it was a, a friendly against whoever or a, um, a senior game. That shouldn't be allowed in uh, in my eyes. Like Tom Cairn, I think a cap in a Scotland um, game against Costa Rica, and then he wanted to not play for them or wanted to play England. That right. shouldn't be allowed. In fact, is Declan Rice not part of that as well? He played for <laughs> Ireland in a couple of friendlies and, and John, uh, England uh, all Jack and Jack Grealish as,
0: well. as well. Yeah, but I'm sorry, that shouldn't be allowed for me. No, no. yeah, I get, not... I get that. There's a feeling about it. I mean, the same could be said. The uh, likes of Elliot Anderson, who could have played. Against Cy- Cyprus, there's also the new rule that if you're under 21 and you get like a senior cap, if you get more than three, you're kind of locked in. But if it's less than three, you can still, you know, okay. play for. I know, uh, I, a national I know, I'm, but yeah, I know I'm quite
1: strict on on my beliefs, and I don't expect a lot of people to agree with me. But in general terms, I think we need to sort of draw the line here. And I, to me, even as a normal sane, rationale thinking person I feel like that line is getting pushed a wee bit too far now
0: true well I mean we, we, we are still relying on a few Scottish grannies to help us along the way at the moment but uh, don't need them. if don't we need if Scottish we talk about to help us. <laughs> God bless you, Lord <laughs> um if we if we turn our attention to England on Tuesday night um it <sighs> It's going to be a weird atmosphere, I think, John. It's going to be raucous. It's going to be really exciting stuff like that. But this is going to be the first Hamden game after Craig Brown passed away. So I don't know if there's any uh, special kind of things being prepared for, for the game. But it's it's certainly going to be another reason that the Scotland team's going to be fired up to to smash them.
2: I'd like to think they'll have something to I mean, they'll certainly have the minute of applause for them at the start. Um, maybe, I don't know if some will be including the commemorative the programme, but... Um then um you can't think, you yes, can't so not you put something, something in yeah I I, you can't not have some attribute to arguably our greatest manager and this is the guy that was the last one to take us to the World Cup. He took us to two consecutive tournaments, only two managers have done that, and the rock being the other one. And um, he beat England. Yeah, he's the last one to beat England. And by I, I don't know if he's um, read the blog that I put on the SFF podcast. How fitting a tribute would it be to Craig that um we get a win in the first game at home since a sad passing, and it comes against England, and he's no longer got that. I was the last man to be mm. beat England. Some I've got someone else that's doing that now, Um and I've been quite open with, this, which is almost um scary. I think we're overdue a win against them um, because we haven't been them at Hamden since eighty five when it's Golf scored, and also we're so close in twenty seventeen. Um I also don't think England's focus is going to be there. And I think we can take advantage. I think we are going to be so up for this and so determined because of the occasion. I think we're going to beat them.
1: What happens if the Georgia-Norway game doesn't run in the same time to ours? So, for example, what if they finish and they'd actually finish a draw, but we've got, say, eight minutes left to pay, play in ours. Party. So you've got, this, <laughs> you've got this party in the stands. How do the players re- react to that? <laughs> considering it as a friendly um you could probably forgive a little bit of um the attention span slipping slightly but it's a really yeah. strange kind of scenario will
0: they that... kick off at the same to time be... I just yeah. check that uh,
1: they, they, they should i think the second half should definitely be trying you know i think scotland should try to push second half to make sure they're somebody in security should be checking that to make sure it's insane security <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I, I think there's more likelihood that the Norway game will overrun than ours. I think, given ours is a friendly, I don't think the referee's going to be that pernickety. I add in eight, yeah, nine, eleven minutes, <laughs> um, for our game, be proved perfectly. Honest. Oh, can you imagine I if we're waiting surprised. on the pitch? What well, that's uh, the thing true. as
1: well. What if it's like say one nil? Do the players wait? Do, do they, surely don't go down the tunnel.
2: The oh, players, I think they will.
1: The, the, the fans can't get kicked out of hand. in surely, if there's five minutes left to play and they're still, you know, it's hanging in the balance you need to wait you need to wait As funny
0: as funny as that is i reckon steve clark is so professional he would just be like come on lads let's not you know even if we qualify it'll be a great moment for us this is me being steve clark right now it'll be a great moment for us all that stuff but it'll be like but we need to focus on now winning (laughs) the euros (laughs) but it will be that thing he'll just let he's so plain No, he'd let them enjoy the moment
1: yeah, it, no, he well, definitely it's enjoy the moment, but it would be it, more a case of they'd run back at the tunnel again to see the fans rather than them waiting on the pitch.
0: Well, do you think the fans will wait in the ground?
1: yeah, I think so. yeah, I think so. Yeah, they should put the score on a big screen if, if it's coming last five minutes and it's sitting as a draw. They should put the score on a big screen. <laughs>
2: I think there'll be enough people with points checking it to be fair. <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh, I don't know the, the the signal in Hamden is an absolute nightmare. Yes, <laughs> but do you know what, just going on what John said earlier, Um, I know you were saying it's very unlikely it's going to happen, but the last meeting between them in this qualifying campaign ended one each. So have hmm. faith, hold out your hope. It, it happened only a few
2: months ago, so what
1: will happen again? Yeah,
2: I just, think, I just think now that Georgia having been spanked 7-1 at home and um, you know normally we have got Haaland back as well they didn't have Haaland last time as well I mean, true, only guys true. like Guy Kendrick can't handle him to be fair so. <laughs> yeah, it was raining yeah, in Georgia
1: though and uh, it seems to be that Georgia just cannot handle a bit of rain so <laughs> hopefully, it's, uh, hopefully it's maybe a little, a little sunnier in Oslo
0: one question for you John uh, if we do go to Germany I know you're a family man are you going? Are you, are you, have you have you planted the seed early with the misses and made sure that if we qualify, I'm not the around only, I would I would love <laughs> to go and um
2: you know my wife would never stop me going and um but it's down to finances. We'll just need to
0: wait and see. And it be That's a good point. That. that is a good point. I mean it's going to be an absolute party for weeks, and even if we get knocked out, we'll probably be staying for longer.
2: <laughs> I mean the fan zones that um. You know, within Scotland, they'll be so good as well that they could be good to That's, go. To. I um, totally, yeah, It wouldn't be the on. same as going to a tournament, and let's be honest, this is going to be a proper tournament. I mean, compared yes, to the I last t- one, yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, it was a tick box of saying I went to see Scotland at a major tournament, um, but it wasn't the same circumstances. Yeah. Um a 25% full Hamden.
1: I am definitely taking advantage of um, not having kids and I'm going to get a one-way ticket to Germany if it happens, you know, not jinxing it I'm not tempting fate here mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to because as John's saying, this is the first proper tournament in a while and it's also the last proper tournament in a while as well where it is set in one country and it's, it's a good country as well, so it's a small mm-hmm. country where you can tra- You can get transport around the different cities. Transport's
0: so good as well. Yeah, it?
1: and and the beer and and the sausages and it's just it's going to be everything that a tournament should be. It is the ultimate dream to get to Germany more than it would be to get to you know like uh, like America, Mexico, and Canada. Absolutely fantastic. Obviously, I want to get there, but it's going to be so complex in terms of positionings and locations and moving about. Once you're in a place, you're in a place. Whereas what I get the sense of the Tartan Army is they're booking up everywhere right now. They're they're going to go to Frankfurt. They're going to go to Dusseldorf. They're going to go to Berlin and Munich. And if the matches aren't there, fine, we'll have a party there or we'll get trains and we'll move around. And I think that is what the beauty of a tournament is. And I always remember for the World Cup in 2006, I had a friend who was traveling at the time and she was in Germany during that. And she said there was TV screens just down like main streets set up like multiple screens and everyone was just filling the streets and I've always just had that sort of image in my head of that's what a tournament is and you didn't get that for Euro you know, 2020 and like the, the buzz around Euro 2020 was incredible the, the kind of days leading up to the tournament starting I don't remember being so high as a Scotland fan but it always was tinged with that little bit of sadness and regret that we couldn't actually enjoy it the way we'd wanted to we'd waited for 20 years to enjoy it mm-hmm. because you were like the amount of people in the stadiums, it was terrible. I was lucky enough to get a ticket for two of the three games. And yeah, you make the most of it, but it was nothing compared to how it should have been.
2: No. Yeah. And then and, and, um, I just need to plug this um, for next year because I've got a book coming out in May. Me and um, my, my co author, Neil Dorsey, we are writing this story called um, We're Going to Wembley, um, Scotland's Euro 96 Journey. So for people who will be flying over to Germany, they can have a wee book to read on the flight. <laughs> oh brilliant to accompany man. When, their tenants or whatever. And when so, is that when is that due out? That's due out on the twenty seventh of May um next year. So it'll be from Pitch Publishing. And we were very fortunate that four months before he passed away we got to speak to Craig Bred. So we've got one of the la- oh. one of the last interviews oh, with Craig. Wow. So he was, even though he was suffering, he was willing to help us um with this. So I'll always be grateful. And there's a few other people. like Colin Codwood spoken, Stuart McCall's spoken, fan story. So yeah, and um, yeah, Sunil and I are looking forward to it So um, I'm just picturing the scene of um, You know, people going into W.H. Smith's in the Glasgow airport Buying the book and getting in on the flight So Amazing John, Oh, <laughs> really
0: chuffed for you mate That's fantastic news, I'll definitely be Getting a copy, <laughs> that's for sure Hopefully I'll be flying out, we'll see If I can get it round <laughs> the missus Don't know Get a but, camper
2: van and make it a family holiday
0: That would be so good actually
2: Take the podcast on
0: tour as well Take the podcast on tour. Even better, yep. let's hire a, a, the Scottish Football Show Battle Bus. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your title. There you go. <laughs> a Scottish Football Show Battle Bus, Laura. We need some I money. I am
1: all for it. Yeah, if somebody, you want to, spo- if help you want to sponsor the
0: Scottish Football Show and lend us a bus <laughs> to go to, Gla- go to Glasgow. Uh, yeah, we could do Glasgow sometime, but we could also do Germany. Oh, that would be so good. Scottish oh, I'm
1: absolutely dreaming of next summer now. That'd be <laughs> that'd so line. good.
0: But we'd also, we have to make sure that we fill out all the paperwork so that if we go for a beer, we have a substantial meal, um, Laura. <laughs> all that stuff. We need to make sure that we're 10 miles from the ground. Okay, cool. We can do that. We can must that. Nah, the well, German let's... government
1: are cool. It's fine.
0: <laughs> well, like let you uh, in the
1: grounds. It's all good.
0: Shall we <laughs> dust off our lederhosen and... um you know, stock up on some Warsteiner, Paul Lanner, or uh, scanner That's the weirdest beer I've ever had, actually, from Germany. France. It tastes like bubblegum. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. Laura's obviously never had uh, No, I can recommend anymore. also uh, Burgermeister in Kreuzberg in Berlin. That's uh, one of the best burgers I've ever had. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Let's just qualify though first. I'm jumping the gun. Yes,
1: please. You're yeah. absolutely jumping ahead here.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, once, that's it. once we qualify, get Derek Ree on the show because he will give you everything you need to know. You'll
0: probably hear from him soon. Trust me. <laughs> uh right, that's it for another week. Uh we hope you enjoy your Tuesday night. Laura, John, absolute class having both of you on. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, you can always follow us on Twitter. Uh, tell us we're wrong. <laughs> all right um laura's normally wrong but uh you can subscribe to youtube uh we can go to uh where is it uh, youtube tiktok and facebook laura apologies Um uh, we're all over the platforms and instagram days. oh and instagram thank you all Cheers. of them all everywhere of them. you
1: want us were you there
0: yeah we, we are everywhere you don't want us to be so it's that time for me to say go and listen to something else now scottish preferably bye